Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, it's Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. And I got a question for you. Are you ready to get lucky? All right. Hopefully you said yes, because if you did, I want you to stick with me on the flip because we're going to be breaking down four types of luck and how to work through them so that you get to the point where you up your possibility of increasing your luck. So, don't do anything else but keep listening with me as we talk about how to manufacture your own luck. Keep listening. I'll see you on the flip. All right, let's get to it. So we're going to be talking about how to manufacture your own luck. And I'm just going to go on and give shout outs all around. Thanks to uh, Naval and Navi the uh, co-owners of Angel List and some other venture capital kind of like businesses out in Silicon Valley. Uh, I love it when uh, rich, wealthy, I'm going to say that, wealthy people get a chance to slow down and talk and share some of the things that they have learned because it blesses many other people. And today I'm going to be talking about one of the things that I have thoroughly enjoyed learning and being exposed to by those two. And that is the four types of luck. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'll just go on and say it. I have, I have been a person that has tended to not give luck much, uh, uh, much of my time or even much of my respect. Uh, Because to me, luck is capricious, fickle. Uh, Luck doesn't like me, (laughs) you know? And um, I have kind of like given luck a bad rap. But going through uh, not only what they said, to me, what, what, what they talked about with the four types of luck that we're about to go over, that was the spark because I didn't just go with what they said. Y'all know I had to go get the book from whence it came and uh, all of this. And I'll tell you, it is in line with what we've been talking about when we talk about in previous podcasts. I've talked about randomness, predictability. I've talked about Nasib uh, Talib and his books of the Black Swan and uh, Fooled by Randomness and uh, the understandings of how some things are simply random. They cannot be explained. And so with that, we are talking about those things that lie outside of the range of what is predictable a.k.a. luck. All right, so put a pin in that. Let me just go on and set this up for you guys, okay? So 
There is this book that came out in uh, 2003 uh, by Dr. James Austin, and he's a neuroscientist. And uh, when you read the book, the first part of it opens up with his journey to a life of understanding the uh, power of a practice. He's he's uh, into to Zen and Buddhism, but he also talks about this whole idea of how we uh, work with our brains and our minds to understand uh, the things of life and how we like to predict, how we like to know, how we like to be in control. And he does a um, um, fairly, it's not, and you guys, I just want to say I'm not quite finished with the book, but he doesn't uh, put it into succinct little sound bites like we have it today. Because, you know, come on, let's face it. This was written in 2003 and short attention spans on the Internet weren't a thing back then. <laughs> so it's kind of dense reading to try to get to the nuggets. Uh, but let's just give them. So as we look at them, there are four types of luck that will give us the gist of, of, of how to put this in, in terms. So the first one is going to be dumb luck. You know, that's going to be that luck that is uh, completely out of the blue. You don't control it. You can't remanufacture it. It is a lot of times blind luck. It's that luck that uh, is said to be governed by fate or fortune. You know, the will of fortune. Okay, Fortuna. And I have talked about Fortuna on this on this podcast before. So that's the first one. It's random. All right. The next one is going to be uh, active luck. It is said fortune favors the bold. And that's the luck where by persistence, hustle, hard work, motion, or even uh, generating enough force and energy so that you have many opportunities for the chance to do something, that means luck will find you. And that brings me back to the fact that I did not give y'all the name of the book. I'm so busy talking about it. I didn't give you the name of the book. So the name of the book is Chase, Chance, and Creativity. And like I said, it's by Dr. James Austin. He's a neuroscientist researcher. And um, he was he came up with this um, at the time novel idea of looking at how we interact with luck. So let me go back and re- recap real quick since I had to go back and catch myself. So the four types of luck that we're talking about today, dumb luck, which is the first kind, it's that random kind. It's that, you know, you find a $20 bill on the ground, you know, it's not going to happen every day and it might not ever happen again, but that's but it's a fortune. It's it's something that is a a nice boom that you weren't expecting. Then the second one is that active luck. Luck is where we say fortune favors the bold. And as I said, also, it's where the more you do, the more you increase your probability for possible moments or even breakthroughs that you'll be able to have a lucky break. A lot of people in high... um, high stacked odds, high stakes kind of odds uh, use and and activate active luck. Um, Actors and uh, people who get into contests and those types of things, they are trying to put the numbers up. You know, they're like, it's a numbers game. You keep going and eventually your number will hit. That's where you have this kind of luck, this active luck. Okay. 
Uh, that's why we talk about it, where you're persistent and you get your hustle on and you work hard and you do a lot to generate a lot of forward movement and force so that you will possibly activate this. So this is where instead of it being the blind luck, it's where sometimes luck will notice you. Okay. So that's what we talk about. When we talk about the second one, the active luck. All right. I hope this is good for y'all because honey, now that I am seeing how, wow, I didn't realize that just by interacting with this information, it it has permeated what I do and now I can see it. Subconsciously, it was working on me, but now I can consciously see how just by starting to learn this, wisdom is working through my actions so that I am getting to the point where I manufacture more luck. All right. So let me let me finish with these with these um uh the last two. So the third one is going to be what we would call uh, a uh, planned sort of luck. Now, this one with the planned kind of luck, this is where you uh, become so good at spotting luck that you're able to take advantage of it. Have you ever seen those people that they have the observer's advantage, first mover's advantage? You're like, how in the world did they see to do that? How did they move so fast? Well, that's what we would call, plan. well, what they would call planned luck. All right. So let me just break this one down. This is where you become really skilled in a certain area, a certain field, where you get good at spotting uh, what is normal, spotting the patterns, and then spotting those one-offs, maybe even the lucky breaks or the gaps where there's an opportunity that everyone is overlooking. And you become very well attuned to be able to see the invisible where luck is hiding out because you become sensitized to opportunities and your probability of finding these opportunities grows with your knowledge and your skills in a particular field. Now, remember when I talked about Dr. Austin's book, Chase, Chance, and Creativity? And he talks about uh, this particular kind of luck where people get so good in an area. They know their industry. They know the ins and outs of it so that when something with that certain it comes along, it sticks out like a sore thumb with a neon sign pointing an arrow down at it so that they're able to move with confidence, they're able to move with a swiftness, and they're able to take advantage of that lucky break to get in at that particular time. A lot of times you call them rainmakers. I, I was actually, believe it or not, I was going to kind of like just talk about this particular, like I might still do it, but I was talking, you know, going to talk about rainmakers in a, a podcast, but hey, hopefully we got time. We can do that. But for right now, this is where you'll find those types of people with this particular type of luck, you know? So it's like when you see something in an area that you're very, uh, uh, well-versed in or talented or skilled in and you see something that you go like, hmm, I see a new opportunity that is possibly luck smiling on you because you have identified it. So it's where instead of like 
at the beginning, the first one is blind luck. And the second one is where luck notices you. You start to notice luck. In this third one with this planned type of luck, it's because you become sensitized to it and thus you are able to notice it and hopefully take advantage of it when it shows up. But it's the fourth type of luck that is a little unusual for most people. Most people, if you talk about these three first ones, they're like, yeah, I understand that. I get that. That makes sense. But it's the fourth one where that's where the wisdom smack really comes through. And this one is called unique luck. Okay, so unlike the first one of dumb luck, which is random luck, the second one, uh, which is action luck, and the third one, which is planned luck or preparation luck, you know, you've heard that one that, you know, uh, when uh, preparation and opportunity cross paths, that's where luck happens. That's the third one. This one is the uh, fourth one is called you unique luck, and it's where you get extreme results because this luck is special. And it is special because it comes from you building a unique reputation, your character and skill set, whereby when people need a specific thing done, you are the best person to handle it. Very specialized. And so with that one, Instead of dumb, I mean, you know, dumb luck, which is blind luck. The second one would be where luck notices you. The third one would be where you notice luck. The fourth one is where luck finds you. And it finds you because you are great at building this unique character, brand, skill, and speciality. And this is the unique luck that takes a while. and. Most people, when they when it happens, they're like, oh, they're just lucky. They're just lucky. And a lot of times when you see this particular type of luck visited on people, those people get a lot of hate because <laughs> it is so unique that they instinctively know that it, 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 it's not going to readily happen for them because either they're not willing to do what it took for the luck to come find them like that or in their own regard, or it makes no sense to them, okay? So let's let's dig down into how to start manufacturing your own type of luck, all right? Now, we all know that random luck is still always going to be random luck. You're not going to go out each day and find money on the ground to be able to take care of yourself. So that's that's neither here nor there. And the other one with active luck. Now, when I was going through these and really digging down to try to understand uh, what these meant, it was like, well, what's the difference between the last, you know, two, three and four? You know, active luck, meaning you work real hard and then plan luck, you prepare real hard. What's the difference between those and unique luck? And this is the the difference as I understand it at this point because I'm starting to um, realize what unique luck looks like and how it's different. And that is that this type of luck is where you get to the point where you understand that luck is a a synonym 
for, uh, like I said before, probability, chance, or likelihood. So, for instance, if you go and you simply replace the word luck with these other types, you'll start to see how this unique luck unfolds. So, for instance, if you say, I'm not lucky, and you replace it with the word chance, it becomes, I'm not taking my chances. Mm -hmm. Or what about this one? This was just unlucky. If you change unlucky with likelihood, it becomes, this was unlikely. And by just changing the probability, changing and talking about luck in the way of odds and probabilities and chances, you get to maximize your understanding of unique luck and thus you increase, or you should, increase your probability of hitting that type of luck. So you might be like, okay, Michelle, I've been with you up to now. What are you really trying to say? What are you really, really trying to say? What I'm really, really trying to say is unique luck requires something special from you. It requires that you build a unique reputation. You build your character and your skill set to the point where you are so specialized in what you do that luck must find you. So for instance, there are a few people, if you really want to almost guarantee that your business will take off, there are a few people that folks reach out to to make that happen. And they have specialized skill sets. And get this, their skill sets are unique. I'll give you an example. If you want to have a pretty good, I'm going to say high probability that you'll have success in a business, reach out to Warren Buffett and and get get his buy-in. You know, just by people knowing, oh, Warren Buffett is going to invest. He has given you his reputation, his speciality that he has proven over time, and his uniqueness that he only deals with companies and opportunities that tend to have the potential to go very well. And it's almost like a self-prophecy that if Warren Buffett gives his stamp of approval, nine times out of 10, your company will do well, okay? So that's his unique kind of luck. And so because of that, many people go looking for him with all these opportunities and he gets to increase his level of luck because he gets opportunities to choose from. So he can choose from the best ones, okay? Another person where this happens, who is not in the same situation would be an Oprah Winfrey because she has a unique skill set. She has a special character about her and a unique reputation. Luck tends to uh, look for her. When Weight Watchers was struggling a few years ago, uh, I don't know the specifics, but I, I do know that they came together and like a fairy waving the wand. Now, don't get me wrong. She did a lot of work. She continues to do a lot of work. The luck 
found her. And now Weight Watchers is more stable than ever. Or you can look at the people that folks really like to vilify. Let's look at uh, Jeff Bezos or either Elon Musk. Same thing. Unique luck because they have taken the time to build a unique reputation, character, and skill set. And thus, luck tends to sort to seek them out. Now, I like the way Naval puts a little bit more of a spin on this when he talks about building these special reputation skill sets and the like. And he has said things like, you know, escape competition by really homing in on your authenticity. And he has talked about how you can be in the same industry or after the same types of goals, but because of your uniqueness, where you have actually spent the time learning how to be uniquely truthful to yourself and in your authentic way become the best of what you can do, you increase that probability of having the fourth kind of luck, that unique luck come for you. There are many people who, but for the grace of God, and I've said this before without understanding it in this context, but I was like, but for the grace, they didn't get something because it would destroy them. Think about this. Um, I don't remember where I read it, but it, it left me with this impression. And the impression was this, that if we gain success too early, We never have forward movement. Think about it. If you, everything you've ever attempted, you were good at, you got, you would still be in your high school hometown. You would have married the first person you dated. You would have taken the, still been at the same job, you, uh, the first one you ever had. And you would have, been leaving so much potential for greatness on the table. And that is because success is a point in time when you get a win. But we spend most of our time going through the failures, the setbacks, the rejections, and all of those things that sharpen our ability to keep moving forward in despite, yes, despite what happens. And because of that, when we do that, it helps us to build up our self-esteem. Now, with the self-esteem, again, like I said, I have to give credit where credit is due. And so today, uh, this is the Love Fest of Naval. And I've I've even mentioned uh, his uh, Twitter. It's um, at Naval, N-A-V-A-L. And I say Naval, it's Naval. Forgive me, y'all. But anyway, so he has said something that, I think is quite profound. And that is self-esteem is the reputation you'll always have with yourself because you know the real you. And I'm going to say that one again. He says, self-esteem is the reputation you'll always have with yourself because you know the real you. So when other people are looking at your outward reputation, it is going to be predicated on your self-esteem because that's the reputation you have with yourself. And that is the level of reputation you must have if unique luck is going to come your way. So let me put this out in the wild so that you can see what happens. Think about that person who 
they said, I'm going to do something. And you're like, okay, go ahead. That's fine. (laughs) You know, and they do it. Nothing happens. Um, It's not all that good or whatever. And you're like, oh, bless their heart. They're still at it. (laughs) And you look around and a couple of years later, they're still piddling around at it and everything. And lo and behold, you don't pay attention to them. And then all of a sudden, six, seven years later, uh, you've lost touch with them and you see them on social media and they've got brand deals. They've got this and they've got that. And you're like, what the what? And then you're like, oh, they just must have gotten lucky. No, they work through these different levels of luck to to tap into unique luck where that type of luck hunts them down. Because remember, dumb luck is random. Active luck is where luck notices you because you're getting your hustle on. Planned luck is where you start to become sensitized to luck to be able to see it, see it as the opportunity. But you keep on and you start working on not only the hustle that you have, not only how you learn your um, your industry, but you start working on finding your uniqueness, how to be your authentic self in what you do and what you're good at. You start becoming that person who you People know your unique voice, your unique flavor. They know what you bring to the table and how you bring it. And they like it (laughs) because you have a unique personality. Remember, when you go to Warren Buffett, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get an aw shucks uh, Oracle of Omaha who does not drive ostentatious cars, lives in the same home he's had since his kids were kids. And you know that he's going to be the same. He's got a long-term view. He has proven through the years that he has a tendency to be really good at picking good businesses to invest in. Same with Oprah. No matter what you care about any of these people, they have a good long-term track record and they understand the long-term view. And so if and when you approach them, luck is on their side because they have learned how to move through all of them to get to that unique luck where because of the strength of their character, the power of their reputation, and the uniqueness of their skill set, that luck shines on them. And what and they become a Midas in the flesh. And what they touch turns to gold. And guess what? You can do it too. So let's get real practical really quickly and give you some practical things that you can start doing to work through uh, starting to manufacture your own luck. Well, the first thing is, is you do have to get active. See, the thing about this whole luck thing is that when you know about them, you start to see how they all work for you. And I think it's kind of like a rite of passage, like maybe working through the different levels of luck so that when you get the unique luck, you can appreciate it and you can know what it takes, what it truly takes to keep it and to have it remain favorable to you. So the first thing is with the act of luck, uh, that is simply the more you do, the more possibilities you have for a breakthrough that you'll be able to generate it. You know, it's still not necessarily where it'll just hit at a certain time, but you'll do it. 
as I am continuing to endeavor to do my podcast off of the things that I love of talking about wisdom and serving wisdom to you in the, in the best way I can daily, this is my part of activating active luck and understanding that I don't know when it's going to come. But I do know that if I keep going and I keep doing it, keep getting better at it, I'll get a notice here and there from luck. But then on top of that, it's that planned or prepared luck. That's that luck that you start to be able to notice. And that comes by, as they say, paying your dues, learning the way, learning the industry or whatever it is that you are are, are doing, not being wishy-washy, sticking with one thing so that, or only a few things so that your attention and your effort and your force is not diluted and divided. Because remember what we said about this one? This is where after you have uh, started to do the action of um, the active luck, and you're moving into this prepared one, this is where you become really skilled in your field. You become good enough at knowing what's going on so that you understand what the outliers are to be able to see luck and opportunities when they show up. And because you've been active and persistent, you will be able to be able to gather and do those first mover advantages. And you'll be able to turn on a dime to get something done. And because of understanding and being willing to go through your active luck and your planned or prepared luck, guess what you're doing? Yeah, you guessed it. You're becoming really good at what you do. And the more prepared you are, the more experience you have, the more stick to you have, the more that you become uh, habitual and ritual, ritualized in what you do, you set yourself up to start upping the probability that unique luck will find you. Because I'm going to tell you, once you get to the point where you know what you're doing, it's easy to start working on the quality of your commitment to what you do. It's easy to show up daily to do something because you're not having to deal with the frustration and you've possibly had a few lucky somethings happen to you along the way to keep you encouraged. By now, You are like, this is a part of me. I do this, not for anybody else. I do this because I said I was going to do it. I do it because I find some pleasure out of it. Or I love the residual of what I get, whether it be good feedback from people, changing folks' lives, producing something with your hands that you can take pride in, or whatever. It gets to the point where those skill sets that you use when you were active and planning. Oh, now they've moved into a speciality where your unique touch is different from anybody else's. And even if they're in the same industry as you, nobody does it like you. And because of that, luck will hunt you down with opportunities that you get to choose from such that your probability of them being successful increases because you can pick and choose. So guess what, y'all? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to check the show notes, like, subscribe, and share. And guess what? Because this is a daily podcast, you already know it, y'all. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Hope this one helps you. Talk to you later, loves. Bye. Thank you.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.